Welcome to the Change Lives, Changing Lives podcast, a ministry of Locust Hill Baptist Church in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. My name is Michael Hodge, Senior Pastor at Locust Hill. At Locust Hill, we celebrate the change that God alone could bring in our lives, and we also recognize the calling to share that good news with others. Lives changed by Christ, changing lives by Christ. We welcome you to this podcast where we want to equip you to live in the reality of a life changed by Christ. Disciple making is at the core of a church's calling, and we want to take advantage of every resource we can to encourage you today. We invite you to join us for a service Sundays at 10.15 a.m., Wednesdays 6.30 p.m. Our church is located at 5534 Locust Hill Road in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. Our website is locusthillchurch.org. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how we can encourage you. Well, welcome to the Change Lives, Changing Lives podcast. I'm here with Will Beecham, and we're sitting down with Logan Craig for one of three interviews with our students. And so just thrilled that we get the opportunity to hear how God used them all throughout the summer. Will, these students have done an amazing job all summer. I know you're proud of just the impact they've had. Yeah, I'm so proud of them. And I know that a lot of them have watched like Logan, you know, and Braden and Abby, and they are inspired, I think, to to take maybe a next step in the missions next year. And so it's been a real beautiful thing to watch. Awesome. So I'm very grateful this worked out for us to be able to sit down. We sat down with Abby and Braden and now able to hear from you, Logan. Our church family was able to hear in a Sunday evening service the testimony of all three of our students. And so we're grateful that we can now share this beyond the walls of the church and maybe encourage someone to take that step of serving in a pretty unique way as Logan will talk about in just a little while. So Logan, just going to let you start out. What are you doing right now? You got school just starting up. So let us know a little bit of what's going on in your life. Yeah, um, I'm about to go into my third year at uh, NGU. Um, I actually struggled a little bit in the beginning. So this semester, I'll actually be spending up my sophomore year. And then as I go in next semester, I'll start my junior year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going into my third year uh, at NGU. I'm a history major. Hopefully one day I'll get the privilege to teach students. And um, that's the dream to teach students. And uh, middle school or high school haven't really come to that decision yet. Will, I, we've talked about this on each of these podcasts. We have to have some revenue coming in from North Greenville. I mean, <laughs> North Greenville is getting plugged again, on every <laughs> single one of these podcasts. So, uh, again, we said it on the last one. We said it with Abby, with Braden. You're not required to be a North Greenville student to talk into this microphone, and yet everyone is <laughs> is falling into that category. Yeah, they're, they're putting them out there, man, yeah, and they're, so, they're really training them up again. You know, so we are thrilled to have North Greenville just right up the road from right. us, one of our South Carolina Baptist schools. So, thrilled about that. So you shared what you're studying. Now let's talk about this past summer. You had a really neat opportunity to serve with Lifeway Fuge Camps. For those folks that aren't familiar with Fuge Camps, it's a huge ministry. Most of our listeners are going to know Fuge Camps. Mm -hmm. What is a Lifeway Fuge Camp? What is that all about? So uh, Fuge Camps is um, uh, camps um, around the country. They're in many different locations, but uh, it's run by Lifeway. And um, so one of their goals is to help uh, change lives. I mean, their motto is actually change lives, changing lives. And I mean, um, there's uh, two different types of camps. There's um, a centrifuge where you basically go in and you focus on more of like 
I like to think of it as centrifuge and it's centered on uh, getting the gospel out to the students who come into the camp. So and when, uh, at Centrifuge, you go in and you play like rec games and then you go to Bible study and things like that. And then there's also Infuge where you, um, where you, you know, you do Bible study and everything like, like Centrifuge and stuff, but then you go to out, you have the chance to go out into the community and do missions. So right. it's a very good experience. Um, I got the fortunate privilege to serve with both while I was there because I was on rec support. So it was a really good time. Okay. So both groups were intersecting with you as you were there with you. Yeah. So, okay. So you were able to connect with folks that were having both experiences, mm-hmm. centrifuge and missionfuge mm-hmm. and fuge. All right. Very cool. And well, as you know, like fuge is a huge part of Locust Hill Baptist Church yep. historically and currently. I love it. We've had, you know, great times out there. The, Staff has been amazing. We've had great pastors out there. But for you, how has Fuge been such a key part of your life? And, you know, obviously you spent the whole summer, you know, out there. Yeah. So, you know, tell us a little bit. How, how would you describe it? So, yeah. So, I mean, the first time I went to Fuge, um, it was right after my sophomore year of um, high school. And uh, my grandma at the time wasn't doing that well. So I went in there and had a good experience. But at, at the end of it, it really rocked me. I was like, um, I, I have all these conflicted feelings about, hey, uh, why is this happening? Why now? Why is this happening? So I came out with um, the more mindset that um, that God has a plan and everything's happening for a reason. And so I really got more into my faith mm-hmm. and in the word. And then, unfortunately, we hit my junior year and I'm excited to go back and COVID hits and we can't go. Oh, wow. So. Yep. I get um I get shaken up then, but then my senior year I get the last chance to go and it just like laid on me because I don't I don't know what it is with the uh, the um eleventh and twelfth grade Bible studies, but you really get into it. Mm. So um, my Bible study leader that year, Ryan, and a lot of the different uh, students that were in there with me just really laid it on me, and I came out with a really good experience that year and grew my faith a lot that year. So. I got really big into um, Fuge Camps then. You said that would play, play a huge role in why you chose it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So having been to Fuge before, you kind of knew what to expect, but how is it different than going and serving as a staff member? Going for one week, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Staying all summer, that's a whole different challenge, especially yeah. with the number of camps that rotated through at Ridgecrest. So talk about that. Yeah. So... Um, at, uh, so at Ridgecrest, it's one of the bigger locations. So, I mean, you go into it with the, the mindset that, you know, you're going to have that camp experience. It's going to be great. And then, you know, our director, Tyler Webb, had told us that uh, that the um, experience as a camper is not going to be the same as a staffer. And a lot of us didn't really believe him. And then we hit our first session. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I'd say that, like, our first reg day, you know, our registration day went pretty smoothly and things. And we got into it. And it, we're going and going and going. And we're fine. We're good. So we go throughout the week. I mean, we had a little bumps and stuff because it's our first week. But um, so every morning there was a little struggle getting used to the schedule of waking up and everything. But eventually we, you know, there's a little bumps and stuff. But we hit... um. Uh, our mega day, which is a giant relay race that we have, right. and it's very fun. And, yeah. But um, I don't know if it was because we, because of our first week, we weren't really 
uh, pounding the situation in water, 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 hydration and stuff because you're always hiking, you're always walking, you're always on the move. Yep. If you're always, if you're not sitting down doing Bible study or um, in a classroom activity or something like that, you're always on the move and you're always moving. So um, at Fusion Camps, we try to pound it in uh, water, 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 hydration, stuff like that. But it being our um, first week, we didn't pound that in as much. So we get to Mega Day. And giant relay race, everyone's doing good. Um, and then we go up, somebody has passed out. Mm. Another person's passed out, and another person's passed out. And we're just like, like we got the works in, we called 911, the ambulance is there and everything. And we're we're um like everybody off the field, so everybody staffs out off the field, and then we get we get there and then the staff's like, Hold up, before we leave, we're gonna pray. So we pray and um, not even like right at the beginning of the uh, prayer, we have a staffer who passes out and I'm like, oh, man, this is real. Um, we, I've, I've gone for one week and I've had that camp experience, but this is just more than camp experience mm-hmm. because we, you now have the responsibility of not only like teaching and leading these students, but being in charge of them and their safety and their health as well yeah. at some point. So. It really rocked me at that point that mm. that I'm in a position not only to help um, lead these, but I have a responsibility to lead them, help them, and um, uh, protect them in a way as well. Because these uh, these youth leaders that come are putting their and are, tr- are trusting us oh, yeah. with um, their their faith and uh, everything that comes along with that. Mm. So yeah. So a lot of folks get into tracking their steps. You tracked your steps while you were there. What did you average per day then? Um, uh, so at first it was like 12,000, but as we got more into it and we started doing actually more things in the job wide, and it was about 22,000 a day. So, <laughs> Holy yeah. yeah. That's, uh, so that's what you mean, on the move. Yeah, so. their camp director, Tyler Webb, had this motto that he would always say our kids. He'd say, I love you, but if you don't hydrate, you're going to dehydrate. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's, and true. I was always like, that's very valid. Right. And so while you're there and you're at camp, um, like we know that it gets to this place of where you're getting into like this spiritual exhaustion. But what could you say was like the chief aspect? So number one thing that you did to prepare to get there, knowing that this is what you're going to go into. Okay. So, um, so there was a lot of different things, but, uh, as preparing to go there, um, I was I was on support staff. So, as I, on support staff, I was like, "Oh man, it's not the position I wanted." And then I get there, and everybody else is on support staff. We're, we all kind of had the mindset that you know we're here for a reason. God's put us here for a reason, but we have the mindset of no, nobody on support staff really wants to be on support staff. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a it's a it's a position that you have to be in. So going into um, in there you realize that it's a position that is impactful and people need you and you know you're there to support the not just the camp but the staffers the students and everything so um and going in there preparing on that and the fact that that uh that you were going to be there but you might not have the exact job that you want Mm -hmm. um really starts to weigh on you at times there's there was one point where uh where i was you know, basically going through the motions of one uh, week, and then I just hit like a wall one day, like at the end of the session. And um, you know, I'm up there doing rec, and I'm like 
helping with the rec setup and helping with uh, some of the Bible study leaders to lead their rec games and things. And I'm like, I'm not being impactful. I'm not helping any students. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. I want this chance to uh, be impactful and help students. And uh, so one day at one of our meetings before uh, worship, one of the Bible study leaders, Natalie, <clears throat> who's also a student at NGU, says, was telling everybody that, hey, Jack, you'll love this, our rec director. So he'll, you'll love this. So um, she says that she was having a conversation with one of her students on the way down after rec and that they gave their life to Christ. And then at that moment, I was like, I'm not here for no, I'm here for a reason. I was, they were a middle schooler and I was up there on the middle school field with them at that time. So I realized that I'm, I may not be like, I may be just saying the words and have not having that full impact on them, but the things I'm doing are getting across. Amen. And it really yeah. reverberated with uh, <laughs> what Ralph was telling me when I was, you know, in uh, high school, when I was in overflow, he, he, we would always talk about these things. And this thing always kept take, coming up that you can, you can plant the seed, but you may not always see it grow, see it being watered, but um but all you can do is the Lord will plant this. Mm. You can plant the seed and you can water it. But from there, it's up to the Lord and you can't do anything yeah. besides uh, see it grow. Well, I love this because we're hearing stuff that you're sharing that we didn't hear on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And something Will and I were talking about after the session down here was the impact of life group leaders, small group leaders. So, Will, mm-hmm. I know you want to just touch on that. Yeah. So. so one of the huge things, again, jumping back to this Sunday night. Um, was that both Braden and Logan both mentioned Ralph. And Ralph was their small group leader in Overflow. And if you want to realize how big of an impact you can make as a small group leader or a life group leader, these two young men give their summers to go and serve God. And that's what we're trying to build here. That's what we're trying to build when we say we're trying to build the body of Christ. We're doing that by preparing these kids to go out and share the gospel. And Logan's one of those people. And so, Logan, how did your small group leader, okay, so you can say Ralph, Mm -hmm. other small group leaders, impact your ministry now? Now? So, um, my small group leaders, um, you know, I pretty much started going. So, the only small group leaders I had were... Um, John Harris and uh, Ralph so they really helped me prepare because you know they were always there for me they were always like hey if you ever get in a situation and you need help and you're scared to call your parents yeah, you can call us and we'll help you out and then you know like eventually there's that time where you're going to have to tell your parents and stuff like that but no luckily I didn't have to ever call them or need them <laughs> for that but I mean knowing that they were always there for me and that if a situation arose that they were in my corner mm. and knowing that um that not only they were in my corner but the relationship seeing the relationship that they had with um uh the Lord and the way that they um not only like but seeing them in the church and uh how they were uh had the good faith and was like um good faith and you know raising their families and stuff and having that uh that mentality that they kind of shared with me is that, um, that, you know, you know, like I said earlier, like you can, you can water the, uh, the seed, but you may not see it grow and all these things. So it really encouraged me to, uh, dig in my faith a little more yeah, from good. seeing them. Yeah, I think that's huge. And for those that are listening, obviously within the context of our church, Will's talking about our overflow student ministry and small group leaders that meet after the evening service. But for all of our folks that are listening, whether they're here at Locust Hill or beyond, 
there are those opportunities to right. impact the lives of children, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college Adults. students. So don't discount the impact you'll have. So what a huge message there. And I think it's important too to realize a lot of a lot of our members and even like I've heard like we went to the um, Jubilee with our senior adults. Um, and on that ride down there, the year that I went, one of the cool things that they talked about was like, hey, you know, I might be, you know, up in years and I've served, served the Lord for a long time, but I'm not done yet. Right. And that's one thing that we got to remember. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where we're at. God can still use us if we'll Absolutely. let him. So talking about feuds, then what are some ways that you saw, you know, God just really direct your steps uh, you had the opportunity to impact a lot of students because mm-hmm. of, like you shared, yeah. centrifuge and infuge coming through. You, you're doing Brett games, mm-hmm. high energy, fun. But where did you see God just really directing your steps as you were going throughout the summer? So I really saw God uh, directing my steps as um, uh, like a lot more intentionality. Like you always like during uh, like times where we're not. Uh, like doing anything specific and the students have like this this free period of time that we call hang time and they can pretty much do whatever they want um whether it's like we have tournaments some days and sometimes they just chill out at a uh, 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 nibble nook where they can get ice cream and snacks and stuff so i mean sometimes you're just like playing volleyball with some kids and then but as as we go um through the summer and the sessions you find that that more intentionality you get to have in that you get to talk to these students mm-hmm. and you're like Hey, um, who's your Bible study leader? Uh, what's your favorite part of camp so far? Next thing you know, that conversation leads into, um, I've been really struggling with this, and how can I be uh, more accountable? And then you're just sitting there, and you're like, well, and you can share some of the accountability that you've used in the past, and then you you know you see them like sitting there with their best friend, and you're like, well, I see that you two are together, and um, you seem to already tell each other everything. And if you build that bond and that trust, maybe that you could, uh, you know, each other be accountability partners. And then when you're struggling with something, you could be like, hey, I'm really struggling this. And they can be in your corner and support you. And then when when they also have that problem, you can go, hey, I'm struggling with this. And that other person can also be in the corner and support you. So I I really, especially as for having more intentional conversations, really back this and support uh, um you know, accountability partners and, you know, yeah. talking with friends and leading up to maybe if it, you're, the pressure is big enough and you're dealing with something bigger, maybe, you know, take it further, taking it to, uh, you know, someone you trust, like a Bible study leader, um, someone in your church or even your parents. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. So you shared a story with her adults about a kid who was not really getting maybe the best encounter. He wasn't yeah. really excited. He was down, starting to speak pretty um, pretty negative. So mm-hmm. you had a word with him. I thought that was good. You yeah. shared with our adults. Um, so, yeah. So um, I led one of the activities in the afternoon, the basketball track. And uh, this kid, um, he was in middle school. Um, his name was Gage. And he wasn't really getting, like, like you know it's hot and everybody so everybody played basketball and then they just sit down so like I said earlier you got to have a lot of those intentional conversations so I started talking with him and he was like well I really don't want to be here and um I really don't I really don't think nobody cares about me here and I was like wait hold up 
I know that uh, people care about you because I know that his Bible study leader, who I mm. found out was one of my uh, best friends on staff, uh, Molly. So I've I found out I was like I know I know Molly, and I know that Molly really cares about her Bible study, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, that you know she's one of the staffers, you know all the staff that we pray for these students and that we love on these students and that we pray that we can be there for them, and that even if like he said that they don't want to be there, that we can find a way that they want to be there. So. Um, so I was telling him all these things that, Hey, I know that, uh, that it may not feel like you want to be here, but you know, it's really worth it. And I don't know if it was him or one of the other students on a later session, I was talking about that, but, um, uh, his Bible study leader, their Bible study leader was like, you know, he was really like had an attitude and stuff. And so eventually at the end of the session, we have this thing called the bell ceremony, where they can ring the bell if um, they've made a decision, a first-time decision of Christ and to follow Him. So there's, I can't remember who it was because it happens a lot, yeah. um, especially being on rec support. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing these students and then not seeing where they where they go the rest of the week. So you see them on stage and then they ring the bell and you're like. That's that student I talked to uh, a few days ago who <laughs> who did who didn't want to be here, didn't want to have, uh, didn't think that anybody cared about him here, and then he's out there ringing ringing the bell and celebrating the fact that he's not only leaving, um, that he not only found Christ, but he's you know leaving camp with Christ. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one of the most meaningful moments we had was we had a kid ring the bell this year. His name is Jordan McSweeney. Um, and he rung the bell and he came back here to me and he was like, you know what? He's like, I want to follow Christ in my life. I don't know how. Mm, yep. And so since we've been back, he's met with me and Misty a couple of times and we've had a chance to like share the gospel with him and really move in the deeper conversations with him. Um, but I'll tell you the cool thing about him. He was in my ministry at Foothills in the children's ministry and he found us over here. And that was really meaningful to me. But what would you say would be one of the most meaningful um, experiences you had at camp? So uh, one of the more meaningful experiences, there's really a lot of them. But, I mean, um, you know, we have that one that I shared earlier about uh, um, that student getting saved after a wreck and stuff. But one of the more meaningful experiences that I would have to say is, um, so there was this, you know, so each staffer gets a... uh, a church group and um so each staffer gets a church group and i think it was uh session two no it wasn't session two i had locust hill session two yeah so <laughs> session session three i had this um this this church group and so my first church group um was actually crazy so my first church group was actually Abundant Life, which was a church that we went with to Fuge uh, before. So I really got to know some of those guys and really got to pour into some of those guys again. And then the second time I had our church, I had Locust Hill. And then I had the third group I had was I had about 10 or so people, but I got really nervous because I was like, so the first church, church group I had, I partnered with somebody and I knew them already. Yep. The s- second church group I had, I totally knew them yep. because <laughs> that was my church. I knew them. I was, you know, working with the middle schoolers that past year in overflow and even talking to some of the high school guys and stuff. And then, um, so I hit this, I hit this, uh, the the third session in this third group. And, um, so I have a Woodlawn Baptist and great group, love those guys. But actually like for the first time having a church group that I really didn't know and getting to make those 
raw connections and those new things, um, being able to pray with some of them and have those intentionality conversations really hit uh, home with me and really got to, as I went through the rest of the summer, like keep getting more and more church groups and pouring into them and stuff. But that uh, that first church group that I had that I really didn't know anything about was really impactful and really stuck with me the rest of the summer. You know, one thing that stands out to me as a parent with two kids who aren't kids anymore, they're 20 and 21. One thing that really helped me over the years was we were pouring into our kids, but we had other people pouring into them also. Mm -hmm. So we had the responsibility of discipling them, but it made a huge difference having others that were pouring in. Mm -hmm. And from a student ministry standpoint, Will's pouring into these kids week in and week out, but then to have a huge staffer Come on. that is building on that is huge. And so whether mm -hmm. it's rec or Bible study leader, I can't tell you how big it is for Will to have somebody else that's pouring in what he's been trying to do. And sometimes they say the same thing Will's been saying. That's right. <laughs> but they receive it in a different way. Yeah. And I told, I told Miss the other night, I was like, I feel like dad now. Right. Like, you know, like I'll say stuff and they don't really hear it. Yeah. And then we'll go to camp and Logan will be like, hey, let me tell you about planting seed, watering seed, and God giving an increase. And they're like, that's amazing. Yes. Like, we just talked about this this past Wednesday night. Right. Like, yeah. I, I think it's something really about the, uh, like being a few staffer and wearing this red lanyard that's that it. says staff on it. And then, yeah. like, you need a red lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> they see that and they're like, hey, even though I know this guy, he's different. Yes. He's a fugitive. staff. Right. So uh, um, we really talked about that. So that, like that red lanyard and just having staff on and they really go up, they go up to you and you find out about all these different things about these kids. You know, they tell you every, like, hey, you know, I'm all these things. I'm struggling with all these things. And sometimes they just come up to you and they just want to chill out and want to have fun. It's just yeah. really cool to get to know all those things. I love that. I mean, yeah. just open Power of the Red Lanyard. Yes, the Red Lanyard is the key. Hey, but it just opened up doors. I mean, yeah, there it is, really does. With a ministry like Fuge, there's already that reputation mm -hmm. of a good experience, and you're coming in mm. on the back of that good yeah. reputation. That's huge. So how did you see lives changed, and how was your life changed through this opportunity? So I saw uh, lives change, like, day in and day out. So, I mean, like, at Fuge, I like, I like to put it down in this way. There's, as, especially as a staffer, there's three ways that, um, that you're hearing the gospel. Either one, being a staffer, you're, you're uh, telling the gospel to these students. Two, you're, uh, you're hearing the gospel. And three, you're seeing the gospel physically. And then, like, kind of we talked about earlier, um, you're seeing it physically as they play these games and stuff and then them explaining it themselves and then it click in their own minds so you're always seeing it in like these three different ways you're getting it you're, you have to you know consume it yourself so that way you can give it to them in all these ways so you have to tell it to them and then you're seeing it click with them in these games and, and Bible study and stuff and then uh, three you're hearing these uh, these camp pastors also share it mm -hmm. which is um, you know which is really good because in ways you can take what you've learned from this camp pastor in session one, session two, session three, and then apply it to uh, um, to next sessions, to your own Bible studies and uh, meeting with these students. Awesome. Yeah. So what would you say to a student? They are now a college student. They're thinking of what am I going to do with my summer? They have got an opportunity to work at Wendy's for the summer. 
or they can go and work at Fuge Camp. Let's see, which one are we taking here? So. Um, I, I'd say do it. Um, so, uh, like, I've had a long journey um, applying for uh, Fuge Camp, so I was, um, I don't know if uh, a lot of people really know this, but the first, the first time I applied, I applied and I was, I got decently far and I was like, I got like really nervous. I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. So I backed out and I took a different opportunity and I was like, um, so I went to Wheeling, uh, so I went as a chaperone and stuff. Yep. And I was, and as a chaperone, I saw like a whole different side and I was like, I really need to get into this. Yep. So, um, so I had talked to uh, some people before, um, to like Blake Patton, who is uh, really big with uh, Fuge Camps. And um, so, so I decided that to actually go into it and try it. So I, you know, applied and I was hit that wall again. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Um, they're not going to want me. You know, I'm going to be nervous anyways, but I got it. And I was like, I was super excited and everything. And then as I went into it and I kept going uh, through it and having those things, I actually got the opportunity to uh, meet Blake, uh, see Blake Patton again there because uh, he came to visit and just share more about him. we got to have a good conversation about that. But, I mean, you, even if, like, you're nervous about it or anything like that, like, it's a good experience. Um, and then I know a lot of people might say that um, that I've got a lot of things that I went through. I don't think I'm good enough for it. And I'll tell you, um, I was on a staff at Ridgecrest, which is a pretty big location, with 54 other people. Wow. And a lot of, peop- a lot of those people had other things going on, and they were there too, yeah. which just – um, pounds in the point even more about that um, that God can use anyone. Right. He, um, we're all sinners, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what we talked about in day two. Image distorted, and that how we're all all sinners. We've distorted this image God's given us, but that we're all sinners. But we're given this opportunity to to change lives and enrich these people's lives and share the gospel with them. Which is so. I mean, you as you go through this, you're always coming in and you're like not only do you get to grow so i mean there's so many exponential reasons to do it so that's all i can really sum it up with is do it do it <laughs> do awesome. it mm-hmm. we'll so, bring us home here what he's really not telling you here though is this year we went up and my ragtag group of middle schoolers beat the staff um as dunder Mif- dunder mifflin scranton <laughs> okay um and the volleyball tournament they had up there they couldn't show their faces down at the the closing oh. worship after that so that was amazing he's but just he, showing off <laughs> yeah yeah you know i gotta flex for my middle schoolers right <laughs> but you know we want to know how we can pray for fuge fuge staffers mm-hmm. and camp pastors um, in the next coming year because I know they're already in this planning phase yeah. of trying to get camp pastors in there getting people's um, next year uh, <laughs> stuff coming in as well yeah uh, uh, you said when you said that that brings up a funny point our uh, coordinator uh, Kyle Cravens um, when he came in through training and he was talking about one of the points and he was like wait hang on I'm already on next year's stuff because he's already getting ready for next year's yeah, stuff so cool. so I mean um, just praying for like uh, spiritual rest and being being able to uh, have that spiritual rest and endurance because um, you're going twenty four seven like you uh, you like wake up really early and you know like me if you're on rec sport you have to go set up the rec field for recreation very early so you're getting up at like six maybe six thirty and then you're going straight to morning meeting and I mean 
everybody else, they're getting up and going to morning meeting too as well, which is like 7.20. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, you're getting not that big a breakfast or, or something. You just have to go straight to the morning meeting. And then, then you're running all day long, right. leading these uh, rec games, going on mission sites. And um, so sometimes you feel like you hit a wall, but you can't hit that wall. You have to keep going because, as I uh, said before, I mean, you uh, like – this is this is maybe our third or fourth week, but you gotta keep pushing through because it's the churches who's coming in. It's their week one. They yeah. they don't they don't know what's supposed to be going. They see you because you you're supposed to know what's going on. So, um, just uh, pray for the pushing through and everything because I mean you know then you wake up early and then you get to that point. Um, it's like eleven where you finally get off, but then at eleven you know. You haven't got to like really hang out with staff or any, so at that point you want to go hang out and stuff, and then you know sometimes like prayer through that like you know like, you know you want to go hang out, but you know you need to get your sleep, so <laughs> pick one. Yes. So just running like twenty four seven and yeah. not really getting the sleep that you really want, you need and deserve because I mean you know everybody needs their rest and sleep. But everybody also needs their spiritual rest and, you know, get that time to, you know, get in the word and get that uh, daily devotion going because, mm-hmm. you know, in, ingesting the word is how you, like I, like I said earlier, is how you get the word out. Because when you consume the word, you can get it out because when you consume the word, you get that new knowledge and that, wow. that new um, points that you didn't know because you read something once and you think of it in one way and then you read it again and you can think of it in a whole nother way. And then all these angles coming at you and seeing that you can, you know, show these students in another way. And that first way you say it, it may not click with them. Mm. But that second, that third, that fourth time, boom, it's like that. It clicks with them. So, you know, having that time to, you know, have that endurance, uh, praying for endurance and uh, that the staff and everyone's actually staying in the word as long as um, as well as, you know, getting the word out to the students and everything. Awesome. Well, now is the time to be praying for Fuge Camps. Uh, we typically think about that in the spring, summer. Yeah. They're in full swing at that point. Yeah. So I encourage our listeners, pray for the ministry of Fuge because in this downtime of the school year is mm-hmm. when all of the folks are planning and working behind the scenes to make next summer happen. So, Logan, yeah. I appreciate you being willing to sit mm-hmm. down with us and share just how God used a really unique opportunity to serve with Fuge Camps and encourage our listeners, if your student ministry is not plugged in with a camp, this is a great opportunity. The staff that they bring in, the speakers that they use, the material is really top-notch. So check it out. You can look at Fuge Camps. Lifeway puts this on. So it's a great ministry. And my prayer is that somebody's going to listen to this and say, you know what, next summer, rather than that job at the pool, I'm going to pray through an opportunity to serve other student ministries. So thank you, Logan, for sharing with us. And we just want to keep sharing those stories of changed lives, changing lives. So I appreciate this opportunity.